0: welcome to the podcast make sure you take a second to subscribe to this one and a couple of others for you to recommend stew does america available right here pat gray unleashed available right here all of them should be rated and reviewed let me give you a recommendation five stars is the appropriate number of stars uh quick review it's great whatever that's plenty it's all you need to do we'd really appreciate that and we really appreciate not only that it helps us but it hurts others and that's the most important thing I well, if that's connecting with the audience, but I'm giving it a shot. Uh, so today on the podcast, we're in for Glenn. He's back next week. Uh, we go to Biden's latest cognitive lapse, lapses in multiple speeches uh, this weekend. There's a controversy at ESPN where wokeness is fighting against wokeness. In and in 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 there's a whole collection of stories of liberals eating their own on this topic, which is always a lot of fun. We ask you, what did you do with your 16 cents that you saved for July 4th and that barbecue? And... Uh, we uh, find out from college students whether they're proud of the country and you're going to be surprised to hear uh, they are not it's on the podcast you're listening to
1: the best of the blend back program target walgreens making some drastic changes Due to an increase in uh, theft in San Francisco, according to the California Retailers Association, three cities in California are among the top 10 in the country when it comes to organized retail crime. Los Angeles, San Francisco, and Sacramento. Already they've been seeing the negative impact it's having in San Francisco with stores permanently shutting down or closing early because of theft at their stores. Uh, Target has now acknowledged... San Francisco is the only city in America where they've decided to close some stores early because of escalating retail crime. People just come in and take stuff and leave. Mm -hmm. It's not like they're breaking in in the middle of the night. They're doing this during store hours, often in broad daylight.
0: If anyone, any company knows this, I don't know how Target couldn't be the one because they were the one that was told when their buildings were burning to the ground. It's just property. Right. They're being completely cleaned out in city after city after city. Yeah, you know, it's just property. Don't worry about it. And so now they're realizing... You have insurance, become, you know, right? You have theft insurance. Mm-hmm. insurance. Which, by Use the way... It. I mean, as any small business owner will tell you, you're, <laughs> that doesn't work out that way. You don't get like no. 100% of your money
1: back. Uh, no, That's not how that works. Did you have your roof uh, replaced recently after the hail? hail I did storm? not. No, I did not. Yeah. But I'm having mine did. replaced. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, insurance comes in and says, yeah, I'll give you about half of what that's worth. They don't say it's half, but it is about half of what it will actually cost. Mm, That's great. Yeah, plus Mm. my deductible. so That worked out Yeah, the insurance thing, it's not ideal. So when you're telling these companies, yeah, just use your insurance. (laughs) First of all, you shouldn't be stealing stuff from them, but we've gotten to the place where apparently that's okay uh, for certain people to steal things from a store.
0: It's true. it's and it's I think it's an organized thing at this point. I, I'd love to hear if there's any uh, small business owners who have gone through this at their if they own a retail facility. I know someone who was in a store and watched this happen where here in the DFW it, area. It, it, yeah, and this is Texas, okay, Yeah where a, a group of four people came in to a store. It was a makeup store mm-hmm. with garbage bags. And walked up to the counter where all the displays were, and took their arms and cupped, you know, fifty to sixty like lip glosses, and just shoveled them into the garbage bag, and did it about ten times each, and then walked out of the store. Oh my god! With four garbage bags filled with makeup, thousands of dollars of makeup, and this stuff is freaking expensive.
1: Believe me, it's goes about two thirds of my salary goes to it. So, were these uh, were these people who are the greatest danger we face in America? White supremacists? No, I don't Is that think what they were. I will white say supremacists? This. if they were white supremacists, they were really bad at it. <laughs> uh, the,
0: this particular group of uh, ladies—don't tell me they were bipoc. They, they are were... they
1: bipoc people? <laughs> hey, were no. bipoc. Oh boy. they were bipoc. Oh no, uh, this particular group—black, indigenous, people of color. Yes, mm-hmm. now. It's interesting
0: because you have to look at the incentives of such a situation. hmm By the way, Triple Eight727 Beck, if you happen to be a small business owner and have seen this happen, or how I cause I would love to hear how you're dealing with it. Yeah. But you know, the incentive of this situation is the the employees of a corporate retail establishment don't want to get into an altercation. They're trained <laughs> yeah, to not get into an altercation. Yep. They're trained to know. Well, don't say, don't try to stop X, Y, and Z type of person because that's not, you know, there's guaranteed signs all over the store saying how much uh, black lives matter and how much, uh, you know, Every every dumb left-wing slogan is pasted all over every one of these stores. Mm-hmm. And as we've seen, even with, like, Starbucks, Starbucks, what was the controversy? They didn't allow someone to go to the bathroom, and it became a national story. Yeah. So if you try to stop someone, you tackle a, a, a woman with a garbage bag of makeup, making it walking out the door? What, They're not that, going to. What happens in that situation? You're on the news as the bad person. Right. You're on the news as the
1: terrible person who didn't let this... Uh, individual uh, who gone uh, with thousands of dollars <laughs> like, worth of your material, so, your product. What are you going to do?
0: You're going to step back and you're just going to let it happen. Jeez. And they're going to walk out the door. And if they do get caught, which they probably won't, probably the charges will be dropped. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. We've seen mm-hmm. Antifa they, they burn down cities and, and we have the, the vice president in the United States begging for money to bail them out. So why would you possibly believe you're going to get in trouble over something like this and if they do get in trouble what is it a fine a fine that is what one tenth of one haul from one of these stores so you're seeing this all over the place there's a video that went viral last week or the week before guy just walks in fills his garbage bag with all sorts of stuff on his bike and just rides his bike out the front door of the store. Yeah. There's it, there's no longer this you don't need to be Ocean's 11 anymore. There's no you don't need to have this incredibly intricate operation. You walk in the front door like every other customer with a garbage bag on display, <laughs> you fill it with the material, you walk out the front door the same way you came in. You just ignore everyone telling you to stop. Yeah, it's not that hard. Tells you to stop.
1: It's not that hard. No. Oftentimes people don't even tell you to stop. They just yeah. They just watch you go out the door bye and like bye. look if you're an employee,
0: you're making you
1: know thirteen bucks
0: an hour mm-hmm. and you're thinking to myself I'm not going to get I'm not going to become an international story because yep. I stopped a BIPOC individual from uh, from stealing something or a Hispanic individual or a white individual. I'm sure this is happening with all sorts of colors. I mean, it's it just this particular story happened to be that, mm-hmm. and I would think. It's a lot harder to justify to corporate that you did something in this situation the further down the oppression ladder you get, right? Yeah, We're seeing this in story after story after story. Now, the oppressed, uh, the formerly oppressed women, the formerly oppressed uh, gays, the formerly oppressed, uh, if you're not, you know, 12 different intersectionality groups at the same time, You don't even show up on these charts anymore. I mean, like, poor women. Remember when women were oppressed? now they're a forgotten class completely.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Yes, they are. Uh, As indicated by the thing last week at the Wii Spa in Los Angeles, where the trans woman goes into the bathroom and shows her uh, wiener to little girls. Her her. (laughs) wiener. And I am I will say
0: it's <laughs> just the fact that you just said those two words next to each other
1: yeah it says yeah. a lot about her society it does doesn't it she shows <laughs> her wiener. right uh, it's not funny to little no girls it's not and, funny
0: and I what's not funny is how you're identifying them as little <laughs>
1: girls without asking them what gender they, they are. are that's true so one person one. Person goes to the counter and complains about that to the spa uh, employees. And that person is the bad person. Mm -hmm. Because how dare you say she can't show her wiener to people in the bathroom. (laughs) How dare you? (laughs) It doesn't. And so she's the bad guy. And uh, everybody defends the person showing Mm -hmm. their genitalia. In the bathroom to little girls. It's like, okay, we don't care about defending or protecting little girls anymore. Nope. Or women, for that matter. We don't. we don't care about it. Nope. In fact, if you if you ask about it or say anything about it, you're a hate monger. Well, this is absolute insanity. Over the weekend, a few people show up to protest uh, that going on. He, calling it pedophilia, because it is. And Antifa shows up. And starts beating these people. Uh, one of them got slashed with a knife in the arm. Others were beaten to the ground. Uh, this this guy, uh, this Asian guy just standing there. And a woman runs up and kicks him where he lives. Hmm. And he responds by hitting her in the head with a water bottle. He's the one who gets arrested. And he's the one everybody's yelling and screaming about. Because uh, you got these Antifa people that uh, they're the aggressors. And then if anybody you know, is aggressive back towards them. Whoa, no, no, now they're the bad person. Yes, that is how this works. It, it is. Then they do it really well.
0: I think it just, they it's, do it really It's amazing
1: well. to see our society
0: react to this stuff. Like, Nuts. you know, Target and Walgreens are making decisions they believe are good for their bottom line, right? They're, and what they're doing is mm-hmm. we'd rather be closed. There are mm-hmm. 7-Elevens that are closing, <laughs> Yeah. Now, the original meaning of 711 was 7 days a week open 11 hours a day. Right. That is what it initially meant. Or till meant- 11 at night. I thought that it was it 11 was? hours. Maybe it was Maybe. till 11 at night. I, I, it was something of that nature. I thought it was mm-hmm. 11 hours a day, which isn't all that impressive, frankly. <laughs> it's not. No. <laughs> not. Maybe it was until 11 at night. But there was, you know, and now it's obviously, but everywhere it's a 24-hour business. Yeah. And they're closing, or at least closing, not allowing people inside because the theft is so prominent. I mean, Target, Target and Walgreens just closing their stores, closing them. Because they see it as more of a problem to remain
1: open. Yeah, the shoplifting is so bad they can't make money because of it. Because of the shoplifting. So they got it. might as well just close that outlet, which they did.
0: And normally what your answer is, I mean, look, if, if there are some levels where maybe you would close the store down, I guess. I'm sure it's, it's obviously happened before. But it's becoming more common because you really, the other way of handling this is adding security people. But the security yeah. people aren't allowed to do
1: anything. Yeah, this this security guard says, uh, his name is Kevin Greathouse. And he said that they're told not to physically engage with those who shoplift. He said, it's going to be lawsuits. Obviously, they don't want ourselves or anybody else to get injured while we're out here attempting to make these apprehensions and leave it to law enforcement. Carries with him a handgun, a taser, and pepper spray, but he's never used them. On the other <laughs> hand, he says people shoplifting have at times threatened him with mm-hmm. a knife. Mm-hmm. And he said, I don't have any intention of getting stabbed for $60 worth of stuff. Well, okay, so you can hire security guards, but if you're going to tell them not to engage with anybody who steals, what good are they? Yeah. You're just wasting your money. I, I,
0: there's a video, that uh, another video that went viral this weekend of mm-hmm. a guy in New York in a place, a place we sure, certainly walked by a million times when we lived in New York, in one of these like Penn Station type hallways, mm-hmm. and, and like they're not pretty. And usually on the side, there might be a homeless person uh, sitting down. So this guy, he's he's sitting there. He's he's mopping the <laughs> he's mopping the floor, and mm-hmm. he's got his bucket there. He's mopping the floor. He turns around, he's mopping the floor, and you see it all happen. As soon as he turns his back, he's mopping the floor. The homeless guy gets up, walks over, turns around, sits down on the bucket, and starts taking a crap in the bucket. Oh. Now, this guy turns Heck. around with, Heck. with his mop.
1: Oh, man. And it's like,
0: what the? Damn? You know, swears mm-hmm. quite a bit. And goes up to the guy and goes, get out, get out of there. The guy is offended that he's tried to stop him in the middle of going to the bathroom in his cleaning bucket. <laughs> and takes his mop and starts hitting him with a mop. Yeah. Now, there's tons of people all walking around there. This is in the middle of a, a high traffic area. And mm-hmm. he's he just goes he pushes right through it and gets go right goes right back down, sits on the bucket and goes for it in front of everybody Unreal. And I mean this is the state of our cities right now. and I got news for you no Republicans running any of them right you know there's no That's Republicans right. running any of these cities basically sure. at this point. there's a couple, but there's very, very few. And this is what has happened over and over and over again. These cities are just turning
1: into... They're disintegrating. Yeah, like apocalyptic scenarios. This is the best of the Glenn Beck program. There's a new poll out that shows Governor Abbott with a 39-38% lead over matthew mcconaughey now nobody even knows what matthew <laughs> mcconaughey's policies are what's his agenda he, de- he hasn't even declared are you a democrat or a republican nobody knows or an independent or an independent right who knows which is probably what he run as because you know if you're anything but a left-wing kook democrat uh you can't declare that if you're in hollywood right so he'd probably have to say he's independent but 39-38, uh, whereas McConaughey, months ago, was way ahead of, of uh, Abbott in a head-to-head competition, at least according to the polls. Now, uh, there's another Republican who's probably not well-known outside of Dallas, and that's uh, Don Huff-Hines. He's got a big card dealership empire here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Abbott leads him 77-12. to 12, So, he's probably not a real threat, but uh, But just entering the race um, is uh, uh, Colonel West. Yeah,
0: Alan West, who, former congressman, obviously, been very active in conservative politics for a long time. Mm -hmm. He's going to be running. He was the chair of the Texas Republican Party. For about 15 minutes. Yep. Uh, (laughs) Not very long. No. Uh, But he's very well known and and Mm -hmm. well respected, I think, in the conservative community.
1: And I think he's actually in a poll that they just conducted a little bit ahead of uh, Governor Abbott. Uh, Interesting. Yeah, it is.
0: He's a threat for sure. I would think to Abbott, Uh, you know, of course, our own Chad Prather here from Blaze TV is running as well. This is a crowded field. And it's interesting because Abbott is not like uh, Greg Abbott is a guy who if you if you're not from Texas, you might not have a huge um, uh, impression of, of Abbott. It's interesting when I talk to people outside of Texas. What I hear mm-hmm. typically is, "Oh, I wish we had a governor like yours who didn't lock down the whole time and has lifted all these mandates and all that." It's the exact opposite of what I hear from people in Texas mm-hmm. who are just angry at him for ever having the mandates. Yes, <laughs> right. That's basically yeah. the way this breaks down. And you talked to—I was talking to Andrew Wilkow, uh, also from Blaze TV, our friend from up. Uh, he lives in uh, New Jersey, I think. Now, <laughs> his impression. Of how good of a job, uh, Greg Abbott is doing is quite different than I think someone who's living in Texas. Like he, he's like positive, super they positive. wouldn't let us out of our house for 14 <laughs> months. Uh, so we're we would love to have anyone mm-hmm. who would who would allow that. I mean, you know, we I uh, the everything closed down on basically it was March 16th was March 15th or 16th was the day that you know Trump did the 15 days to start the uh, to stop the spread speech. And uh, that led to, of course, uh, another month of uh, of slowing the spread. so it turned into the, to the end of April, mm-hmm. where basically nationally we were shut down for six weeks uh, on May 1st. I went out to a restaurant down the street from this facility. Uh, it was 25 percent capacity. I don't even know if they hit 25% capacity at the restaurant I was at, but damn, I was at it. I was there shoveling food down my gullet.
1: <laughs> Isn't that where you contracted uh, COVID as no, well? Not till later. No. Okay. <laughs> I, got, I got at a restaurant in Texas <laughs> much later, Pat. Uh, and I, oh, you know, okay. you bring
0: up a sore, uh, as a COVID-19 sur- survivor, mm-hmm. uh, you, you bring up a very sore <laughs> subject there, but yes, that, uh, it good, did happen. It's not a terrible point by you, right? Uh, <laughs> uh, but yes, it did happen and it can yeah. happen. I mean, it's, it definitely is a risk but again mm-hmm. it was my choice to right. go out and shovel food right. down my gullet in the middle of a pandemic
1: i yeah. you know it was my choice and having covid 19 for you was a lot like not having covid 19 right yes it was it, you it, had no was, symptoms it
0: was asymptomatic for me it was just yeah. basically staying home for 10 days yeah uh, which was not fun i didn't necessarily enjoyed our, our whole our we did have some fun family times uh but you know mm-hmm. when you really can't go out for any reason yeah uh you know when you have it but still you know, you get through those times. My point, though, with Abbott, though, is that it was as compared to the nation, he was definitely on the leaning freedom side of the transaction. However, for Texas, mm-hmm. you know, the, nothing but, you know, perfection will do on these situations. And, and, right. and Abbott has had some problems. I mean, he's, he he, has. he's you know,
1: b- and some people just got unreasonably pissed at him. <laughs> <laughs> There's, mean, like, really, like, just yeah. done with him. I'm done with him forever. Yeah. Yeah.
0: No, it's and it definitely was a, at least around. Look, I, I work at the blaze, which a bunch of people who are very conservative and, and mm-hmm. very outspoken. So I did hear maybe more than the average Texan did. I mean, and you look at it, it's like they just did a poll on Greg Abbott's approval rating within the Republican Party. He has a 77 percent approval rating among Republicans. You should be able to win that way.
1: If you it's have a seventy-seven percent yeah. approval,
0: you should win. It's amazing that he has this many challengers when he ha- when you have a seventy-seven yeah, percent approval is. rating. Yeah, though uh, he's got some challengers and some real ones. Like Alan some...
1: West is a real challenger.
0: Alan West is a real is a real challenger. Chad Prather's really popular, especially yeah. particularly in Texas. Uh, you know, Don finds has a lot of money. I don't I don't know, <laughs> uh, but again, like it's it's a well-funded mm. candidate is a big challenge to a to a to a person
1: in the poll I just saw. Uh, Prather was actually ahead, forty-two to thirty-five percent over Allen West, and then I think um, hmm. Abbott was it thirty or somewhere in there. He was actually in the lead as That's far great. as Republicans are concerned. Uh,
0: I mean, it's interesting. Yeah, I don't know what's going to happen, but I think these things are. We're we're in the middle of a cycle. To take it out of Texas here for a second, we're in the middle of a cycle where there's a there's going to be a cycle here of 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 retribution essentially for what happened in the pandemic Mm -hmm. right i think we're seeing that on the streets right now Mm -hmm. you know we're seeing that from in in political parties where if you didn't do what your base thinks is the right thing you're going to be targeted and punished and no doubt uh and taken during these primaries and people are going to try to exploit it yeah you know it was like when we had a series of this, you know, after 2016, there were obviously the Republican Party was sort of split on people who really liked Trump and people who didn't like Trump. And the people who spoke out against Trump had a lot of primary challenges from mm-hmm. people who were very, very pro-Trump. Uh, you know, we're seeing that now happen with anyone who voted for like like the impeachment, for example, or, you know, people who spoke out like, uh, you know, obviously the most obvious one is Liz Cheney, right? Right. There are mm-hmm. lining. There's probably going to be 97 people, right? It's Liz, Liz Cheney in the next primary no because there's, there's a dividing line there. And I think the same thing is going to happen with COVID. You know, there's a lot of people. Some Republicans did not go as far on the freedom scale as many southern states did. And it's also the reason why you're seeing people circle around ron DeSantis as a guy who people like because they liked what he did during that period it was a test Mm -hmm. pat right it was a test of your principles you know what is what do you do in a a really difficult situation do you still favor freedom or is it only when you're running for office and many of these even republican governors are finding out like oh gosh maybe i (laughs) should have been on the side of freedom yeah because even look Yep. you're not people tried to take that as like well if you're on the side of quote unquote freedom you're trying to kill grandma and it's like well no when you're side of freedom you're letting people make their own decisions and look in including a pan- grandma and, and and that also includes like how you're affecting others mm-hmm. right i mean a pandemic is not just an isolated act we all know that that's the problem with a pandemic but people have the the right to be able to uh, to to take the risks that they feel are necessary and also take the responsibilities of actions that might not be uh, might not be so uh, so thoughtful <laughs> right? I mean, mm-hmm. we, there's definitely more of those people too so i think this is going to be one of those dividing lines that lasts for a very long time and we're gonna have no no choice but to deal with it especially when it comes to financial Uh, matters because our country has spent so much money and when i say spent money what i mean is they printed it i mean i you know it's like to say that they were spending money that existed before 2020 is is sort of sort of a false way of looking at it i mean we've just done everything that we were terrified of as conservatives all at once Mm -hmm. within an 18 month period and we still got three four five six trillion dollars to go here they're going to spend more Doubling and tripling and quadrupling down on this stuff. And you just have to believe there is a point that
1: wherever there's breaks. a breaking point. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And we don't even have to print it anymore. That's the beauty of it. We just digitize it. That yeah. makes it even more fun to spend. <laughs> it is. <laughs> it's just a number. Numbers on a screen. That's all it is. It's a number. We don't even have to do the paper anymore. So it's so easy to spend money now. And Nobody even bats an eye uh, at a billion dollars, or ten billion dollars, or fifty billion anymore. That doesn't that doesn't even phase people. You don't even think, "Oh my gosh, we're gonna spend fifty billion on on that." They don't care because it it's it doesn't even have an impact until you get to tr- to trillions. Now we've become so used to hearing the billion dollar figure it used to be millions and hundreds of millions then it was billions now you don't you're not even phased unless you hear that we're going to spend a trillion dollars and even then maybe not very much you're not you're not worried about it
0: and this is not it wasn't that long ago that Mm -hmm. the word trillion was poison to even democrats if you remember going through the post 2008 recovery period barack obama gets elected he comes in big conversation he wants to spend 787 billion dollars on i think that was the that was the recovery one the the stimulus right and then he wanted it was uh, obamacare they worked very hard to manipulate the numbers to keep it under one trillion and the final cost was in the 900 billions now of course it wasn't actually in the 900 billions but that's how they presented it and the media of course went along with it Mm -hmm. but they they thought if it hit a trillion, the American people will revolt against it. Now, the American people Not still sort of revolted against it, uh, at least back then. Now, Not, now, they now. Uh, now they no. don't even care. Now they don't even care. Now it's part of our okay. culture. And as we said, no, as soon okay. as this gets, uh, it becomes something that is yours, something you are owed. It mm-hmm. will never go away. And that's where we are with Obamacare now, obviously. But at that time, it wouldn't. they didn't think it was going to pass. Remember, they had 60 votes and they were doing this they had 60 votes in the senate and they were saying we can't get it over a trillion dollars it will never get approved and now we're at the point we're like well if we have 50 votes we can pass a five trillion dollar bill right (laughs) and and in the america yeah (laughs) "Yeah, of course you can you got 50 votes yeah sure go ahead (laughs) no problem and to help you we'll take republican (laughs) responsibility for another trillion in infrastructure just to Mm -hmm. make your job a little easier just to make so you can get that extra trillion, you don't have to make it a six trillion dollar bill. Make it a five trillion dollar bill. We'll take the other trillion on with you. And it all happened so fast.
1: This is the best of the Glenn Beck program. ESPN having a little issue again. <clears throat> ESPN is seemingly always having some issues lately. Uh but this one's kind of a non-issue to me. I I mean mm. there I don't did she did Rachel Nichols really do something really horrible? Yes. Here? She did. She, she did something did absolutely do something horrible. Horrible, Pat. Okay, tell me about it, because I I was under the mistaken impression that it wasn't that big a deal. Oh my God! What? Yeah, yeah, I was. You bastard! But maybe I don't know the full story. Apparently not.
0: Okay. So Rachel Tell me. Nichols is a broadcaster mm-hmm. for on ESPN. She was one. Of, she's one of the main NBA uh hosts of their, you know, their post game yeah. show or whatever pre-game Seen show. Seen her many, many times. Yep. Very well known. She apparently had an issue where she <laughs> left on her microphone. You cannot Uh-oh. do this in today's society. Oh, that's for sure. Cannot. And had a private conversation oddly with one of like LeBron James's advisors. Yes, I would have never guessed he had an advisor the way he acts. I mean, I would have just <laughs> totally assumed he he's was just
1: a going, bad advisor. Oh, so yes, whatever. I don't, it's a or very strange one. Maybe LeBron ignores everything his advisor advises. Maybe that's possible. I
0: will say his comments in here are pretty freaking interesting, too, as a side story uh, in this in this conversation. So uh, basically, Rachel Nichols wants to be the lead uh, anchor of the NBA coverage mm-hmm. and realizes after her very long resume and lots of success and very well known realizes she's not getting the gig for the 2020 NBA finals. Now, why would that happen? I, I don't know. She seems to be highly qualified. She seems to be well liked by everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've never heard, you know, she never. you hear bad. At, occasionally you'll hear from sports fans. They don't particularly like female announcers as much. Mm-hmm. Uh, they seem
1: to like her. Uh, Beth, what's her face is a really good example of that. Beth, what's her face? Beth, what's her face, who does the play by play, uh, college football from oh. time to time. Mm. Have you not watched uh, coverage play by play done by but, Beth, what's her face? That she, she's not, not your favorite. Oh, my no. Not my favorite, no. and that's been a, a a standard complaint from guys
0: over the years, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, we can admit yes. that that's been something that other guys, not us, not us, have, uh, have Beth, what's her in. face is fine. No, she's sure she's <laughs> perfectly fine. So, but Rachel Nichols I, is, has always been, yeah, she's uh, one of the anchors that I thought has been mm-hmm. highly, you know, well respected. Sage Steele is another one on on ESPN that I think oh, people yeah, like really Sage. like. I yep. never heard a bad word about her. Uh, female announcers can do great jobs and yep. uh, whatever. So. What's interesting here is she's off camera. She realizes she's losing this gig. She's losing this gig to Maria Taylor. Now, Maria Taylor is an is a woman as well, an African-American woman.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Now, think about you in this situation for a second. If you're Rachel Nichols, you just lost your big primetime gig, right? Mm-hmm. You're pissed off about it. Mm-hmm. Now, people at times in those private conversations might say stuff that, you know, like they don't necessarily have evidence of, but they're, you know, expressing frustration.
1: And especially if, like she says it is, it's in your contract mm-hmm. that you're going to have that gig. Right. This is and her then gig. you'd especially be upset about
0: Yeah. It. So here's what she says in a private conversation. <clears throat> She says, I wish Maria Taylor all the success in the world. She covers football. She covers basketball. Mm-hmm. If you need to give her more things to do because you're mm-hmm. feeling pressure about your crappy longtime record on diversity, which, by the way, I know personally from the female side of it, like, go for it. Just fight it somewhere else. You're not going to mm-hmm. find it from me or taking my thing away. End quote.
1: Uh-oh. This has
0: been, <laughs> this is the type of thing at ESPN that, It gets turned into an international incident. Now, what's fascinating about this is someone, we don't know who, who could it be? I don't know. I don't have evidence as to who it was. But I will say someone held on to this recording for like a year and has now Mm. somehow gotten it to the New York Times right around the moment Maria Taylor is renegotiating her contact with ESPN. now look
1: who could it be it could be anyone in
0: the whole world (laughs) it's like the guy uh in the netflix series i think you should leave with tim robinson tim robinson's dressed up as a hot dog in a hot dog costume after a hot dog car crashes into a clothing store and they're all looking around who did this and the guy in the hot dog costume is saying i don't know who could it be it could be any of us (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's you in the hot dog costume. You were driving the hot dog car. Now, we don't have any evidence that she was driving the hot dog car in this particular situ- situation. But it could be, could be, let's give us some scenarios. Could be one of someone who's uh, aligned with her. Could be someone random. Could be someone who just really cared about racial justice, Pat. Mm -hmm. could be someone with just a hardcore belief in racial justice who knows who it could be but it's interesting that it's coming up particularly at this time uh when apparently the the belief is that espn has offered maria taylor multiple millions of dollars but she wants multiple millions of dollars more she wants something like eight million dollars a year Wow. At least that's the uh, oh. that's
1: the reporting going yeah, on I want, right now. I, I want that, too. I want it, too. <laughs> I want that, too. I want Can it. I just state that now? I want that, too. I want $8 million a year.
0: What I find to be completely <laughs> fascinating about this story, and first of all, it, po- it falls right in to the Pat Gray sweet spot. Mm-hmm. of liberals eating their own. Yeah. Cuz if you notice the comments from Rachel Nichols, she's not saying it's unfair to give someone a job they don't necessarily deserve because of their physical characteristics. She's saying that's fine. They should just take yep. away other people's jobs <laughs> instead of hers. <laughs> right. Right. And she's also right. saying that uh, she mm-hmm. she w- was on this bandwagon already on the female side of it. So she's actually seemingly for people being promoted because of their physical characteristics yep uh, because she believes there's been some injustice against those people right so she's not against she wouldn't say like i think i don't think she would summarize her position as i think the best person should get the job no matter what their what their skin color or gender right that's not what she's saying no she's saying women should get diversity hires maybe even Mm -hmm. uh she's saying the espn has a bad record on diversity and they should be promoting black women to these roles. Just don't take my gig. I want I want that money, not her. Give me the money. Give me the job. She can take
1: some white guy's job is basically what she's saying. And does ESPN have a bad record on diversity? Because... <laughs> I. Uh, there are uh, approximately
0: three white men who uh, work at ESPN yeah, now, I think, yeah. uh, at this point. I mean, oh, look, I,
1: you know, I don't care. I really don't I care. I don't either, but I if, never... if you're going to say they have a problem with diversity, there's women and mm. BIPOCs everywhere on the network. Yeah. There's, like you said, maybe three white people left. Is that too many? Yeah. I mean,
0: look at our own uh, Jason Woodlock, who works here uh, at the at Blaze TV now. Just started. By the way, his show starting up. I don't know if it started yet. It's coming soon. He's got a podcast coming out and everything. He's great, a great host. When he was at ESPN, they started uh, what was it? The Undefeated? It was a... It was basically supposed to cover the racial... The intersection of race and sports. Mm. And Jason was one of the people who started it. And... If you know Jason and his views on race and sports in that mm-hmm. intersection, they are not approved.
1: Not ESPN by, approved. By ESPN anymore. That's for sure.
0: And so mm-hmm. he's, you know, certainly no longer there. And they took it in a totally different direction, which was essentially mm-hmm. if Alexandria Ocasio Cortez ran a sports publication, <laughs> right? Like that's what it is now.
1: Um, which is so weird because the average sports fan is not there.
0: Yeah. And, and the average sports fan is not going to the site either. You right. Know, they do, it's, it's more of a political move now Mm -hmm. than something that could have been really interesting if you look back at some of jason's work when he was there i mean some of it's fantastic he's always great jason but i mean like it's it's fantastic so what i find to be fascinating about this story though is let's just play game theory here for a second pat how would you win in this scenario okay how would you win we know that Rachel Nichols is in trouble. Why? Because she said they were promoting Maria Taylor to this job because she's a black woman, right? They're trying to just Mm -hmm. solve these diversity problems, so they've promoted a black woman into this role, right? Yep. What's fascinating about that is that this is specifically the request from the left, (laughs) that you promote people because they are black women, right? Mm -hmm. Back in the day, Mm The position of everybody was, hire the best person for the job. Don't notice their skin color. You shouldn't be noticing their skin color, okay? The new request is the opposite of that. It's you must notice their skin color. You should give people who are, let's say, African American, a leg up, whether they are the best person for the job or not. You have to give a black person the job, right? We saw this with the um, the Lin Manuel Miranda movie that came out recently, in, in the Heights I think it was called, where they got in trouble because they hired almost exclusively Hispanic actors, but not dark-skinned Hispanic actors, or not dark-skinned enough. So it wasn't about oh that gosh. the actors and the singers and the dancers did a bad job, or they weren't the most qualified, is that they didn't have dark enough skin to, to please the woke crowd. So, What Rachel Nichols is saying and getting in trouble for and accusing ESPN of doing is the exact thing the woke people are requiring. Mm -hmm. So how could you possibly win in this situation? If you say they only put this black woman in this role because she's black, you're bad. However, the woke left is also saying you must put this black woman in this role because she's black. They're saying the, mm-hmm. both sides of the issue. It's impossible to win, first of all. Second of all, you shouldn't even be trying to win because it's uh, you know anti-American uh, to, uh, and I think completely wrong, to make decisions based on skin color. It's a thing I've had for a while. I've had this weird inkling throughout my entire life that you should make approximately, exactly, zero decisions in your entire life based on skin color. That's
1: kind of my what? philosophy. Where are you getting that kind of nonsense? I, there's a couple people <laughs> who, who brought else, it up. Who else would have felt like that? Yeah, I know. <laughs> That's ridiculous. It's an outlier of a position to take. It is now. It is now. Who wants it? You know, uh, MLK is not welcome in the movement
0: anymore. Yeah. Uh, someone's uh, you know there's this book anti-racist baby that we've talked about a few times from ibram x kendi and it's basically a way to indoctrinate people into this in uh, you know, babies literally babies into this hardcore mm. left-wing woke ideology you know mm. critical race theory it's all involved in this even though it's occasionally denied um and Someone uh, asked uh, someone, but I know, hey, like, you know, why don't you, you know, they posted something negative about anti-racist baby. Um, And they were like, well, why, why don't you like, why don't you, what's wrong with it being an anti-racist? It's like, well, (laughs) I prefer the way MLK went about it. That's, that's Uh the problem here. I prefer the way MLK thought about it. And I, th- what, what, is, what we have now is this idea that we should discriminate against certain groups yes. to try to even some score done by their ancient relatives. Like, that's what mm-hmm. I call nuts. Yep. And wrong, and, I, you know, I'm not going to teach my kids that. I'm not going to teach babies that. I think that's the wrong thing to teach them. And it's, it's amazing to see ESPN try to figure out how to navigate this situation because one is saying you should be woke for women, the other person saying you should be woke for black women, and ESPN is, should be saying, "Hey, put the best host on the air. Who's the best host? Put them on the air." And they
1: can't even do that. Can't do it anymore. It's incredible. Na, na, na.